When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. You're listening to the Voices of the Vic podcast with Ben Ayton and Mike Duffy. This episode contains some strong language. Hello and welcome to the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy, Ben Ayton and James Batchelor. Yes, we've not spoke to you since, um, there's been two games since we last spoke to you, uh, both against really, really easy opposition, of course, in the Premier League. Uh, joking, of course, they have been at home to Chelsea and Man City. Um, quite the run of games. We've We've endured that horrible, horrible run of games and still ended up 17th. So I'll take that. Despite the two results, I will take that, that we're still 17th. Absolutely will. Uh, like, like we said on last week's pod, we obviously weren't with you in midweek to talk about the Chelsea game. Uh, we are instead going to just discuss the Chelsea, uh, sort of talking points from the Chelsea and Man City game on today's podcast. We won't want to keep you too long, so we won't go massively into depth about it. Um but as I said, here to join me about this uh, about the two games is Ben and James. Ben, starting with you, how's things been since we last spoke, mate? Yeah, things have been all good. I've managed to get out and join tickets at the Vic. Um, ah, so good stuff. That was a bit confusing to get tickets, wasn't it, James? Um, they, they, <laughs> yeah, I'll they, talk about they that sent in a, a <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they sent a link over and people was logging onto their laptops to try and get it tickets but you actually had to use the link on your phone so lots of people was getting a bit muddled up and quite angry i think james got a bit annoyed at one stage uh, but yeah managed to get tickets reasonable price as well i know there's lots of um expensive tickets on there which is putting people off but um 
I've, I've managed to secure two tickets for me and my missus. Um, thoroughly looking forward to seeing Elton join up with Vic. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll be shooting off shortly with, um, this evening as well because I've got Monday night football again. So I'll be playing at 8.30. So um, I'll be shooting off halfway through this episode. But um, how, how have you been, uh, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I've been very, very good. Thank you. Um, weekend has flown by again. Um I was in Birmingham on Saturday. Um, absolute nightmare to get down there. I don't want to rant too much uh, about something that isn't Watford, but um, the the East Midlands Railway decided, I know what we'll do. We'll reduce a service to one every hour and um, we'll put it on a weekend when Birmingham is obviously busy as it is uh, and you've obviously got the Christmas market as well. So on the train there, I was literally packed in like a tin of sardines. I was literally squashed against the door. Um, and then on the way back, I missed the City game. So I haven't watched the City game. I've seen the goals. Um, and yeah, I've, um, I have had to miss two trains because there was too many people getting on. And I finally got home about, I think it was about half nine when I left my Saturday team's game about half five. Uh, but we won 3-2, so three wins on the bounce for my boys. Uh, so big up Alton Ravens. I know a few of them listen. Uh, so massive, massive win for them. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's it's been a good weekend. Thank you very much. And James, yourself, as Ben said there, you've managed to get Alton John tickets after, after a bit of a confusion and frustration. But how's, uh, how's things been with yourself as well? Yeah, I'm, I was very relieved in the end to to get my Elton ticket. A bit 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 confusing um, when they went on sale. I think a few other people had the same issue where the pre-sale um, tickets weren't showing on on the computer. And what I I did actually use the link from my phone, but then I pasted it um, in my computer browser, and for whatever reason, it didn't come up. Um, but yeah, forget about that now. I've got I've got my ticket for the Sunday show, um, and yeah, very very happy. Had lovely macaroni cheese today for dinner as well. Oh. That was really nice. Um, Keep to my heart that is macaroni cheese. Ba- That's my favourite meal. Bacon in as well. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I can't stand it. Delicious. Um, and yeah, as we discussed before the pod, Watford um, are about to be drawn in the FA Cup third round draw. Obviously, St Albans and Boreham are playing today uh, and the draw is literally happening uh, right now as we're recording. So I'm all good and, and looking forward to see who, who Watford get drawn out. Yeah, I usually sit and watch the um, I usually sit and watch the FA Cup third round draw. I was talking to a lad at work about this earlier. I've really, really like, I'm, I'm buzzing for the FA Cup third round draw, like so, like, I love the FA Cup full stop. Obviously, that run that we had, 18-19 season, like, wow, like, couldn't dream of anything better. Um, but I just, I love the thought or the, um, the the potential of being drawn away at, like, a non-league side, a League Two side. Because if I'm being honest, you know, every year we seem to draw either Chelsea or Man City. So, you know, I'm sure... You know, James has got it on in the background for listeners that don't know. So, James is going to very politely butt in when we're uh, talking about whatever and tell us who we've been drawn against. But uh, and then we'll react to it live on live on the podcast. Let's but, have a um, prediction from everyone. In fact, yeah. Before we do that, you got <laughs> it right last year, Mike, didn't you? Um, who did I say last year? Who did we play last year? I'm not we sure. Played Manchester United. Man United. 
Yeah. We got Man United. I think I got it right one year. Definitely. Was it the Carabao Cup or something? You got something right, and I couldn't believe yeah, you got I it right. Definitely got something right. Um, that yeah. So Ben, let's go with your prediction. And bear in mind to those that are listening, it is nineteen oh three, and Watford are yet to be drawn out. So there's no uh, cheating going on here. I think we'll get a lower league side at home because that happens quite a lot at Vicarage Road. We tend to get someone from like a League One, League Two come and visit. I'm going to go for Port Vale at home. Oof. Okay, I like that. I'll take that all day, James. Uh, I'm going to be a bit uh, boring. I'm going to go Millwall away. Oh, quality away day. Quality, yeah, absolutely. Me and Ben have done Millwall away. Uh, Did we do the two? (laughs) Hands down, my favourite away day. The balls balls are being being pulled out now into the bowl. Oh, right, there we go. So we got got a while. So, yeah, uh, (laughs) unless we we first out. But yeah, Millwall away, brilliant. Me and Ben, I think we did the two-two when they equalised in the last minute. Uh, I don't know if you were at, you you were at that one, Ben. I'm sure you yeah, were. Yeah, I've sure. done it about three, four times. I went there and in the promotion season when um, was it Guardiola and Vidra both scored. Um, the season scored we got promoted. Screaming at that. Yeah, so yeah, really good. Oh, look, look at that one, James. Straight out there. Oh. <laughs> Who's who is it? First one. Oh, that's decent, actually. That's good. Who is it? Boreham Wood or Albans or Boreham Wood versus AFC Wimbledon. Ooh, okay. That's, this is that's, going to end up being a third round FA Cup podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the BBC will want to sign us up after this because we're just going to be ended up talking about these third round ties. But um, so James is going Millwall away. Ben is going Port Vale at home. I am going to say, I think it will be a boring one. I think we'll get Newcastle at home. Um, I I hate drawing Prem or um, or Championship teams because. We played Championship last season, so we've played them recently. And obviously, we played Prem teams twice in the season anyway. So I'd be really pissed off if we get over those. Uh, but let's crack on with what we're here to talk about. This isn't an FA Cup third round uh, review. So, um, so yeah. we The first game that we, we, we're here to speak about is the Chelsea game. Now, Ben, going into the Chelsea game, Obviously, Chelsea were top of the league, had the chance to extend the lead at the top. Um, we were hit with that horrible, horrible injury news. And we were like, oh, God. Like, we were coming in the back off a 4-2 defeat away at Leicester. Um, and then the team news come out. And interestingly, Dennis was starting. And Dennis was one of the ones that we, we thought wasn't going to be starting. So the team for Chelsea was Bachmann. Fermanier, Kafkart, Tristakon, Messina, Sissoko, Loser, Cleverly, Pedro, Dennis and King. Um, so, yeah, it's um, not... We, we didn't expect Dennis to start. What was your initial reaction with that team? Was was that a team you thought, OK, we can maybe take the game to Chelsea a bit here? Or did you think we're missing too many of our key players? Yeah, head, heading into the game, knowing the injury list that Watford um, put out a couple of days before, what was it? We had about nine players out injured, um, big players as well, big players that you was going to probably match starters as well. Um, going in with that back line that we've struggled with this season, conceding goals left, right and centre, playing the Champions League winners, Chelsea at Vicarage Road. 
I'm not going to lie, I had no hope going into that game. Um, it didn't matter who was going to put out. I thought it was going to be an uphill struggle that day. Um, but pleasantly surprised to see Emmanuel Dennis come in because we was all told that he was doubtful. He came in and, it, boy, it was it was great to see him start because he had a fantastic performance against Chelsea. And, yeah, it's just surprising to see how well the boys performed against Chelsea. Um, like I said, Champions League winners, they were current Premier League leaders at the time as well. But we really did um, match them men to men, really. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter who was on the team sheet for Chelsea or Watford. I know they made six or seven changes themselves, but mm-hmm. and they spent a lot of money on that squad. But we looked like... Well, especially first fifteen minutes or so, we looked like we were the Champions League winners. <laughs> no, I, do you know what? You, you say that we matched them sort of first fifteen. I'd go on better. I'd say we were all over them. I mean, James, yeah. uh, obviously you you were there, James, and um, for I, I was able to watch it on Amazon Prime. And um, the first sort of ten fifteen minutes, the pressing that we had on Chelsea, we were forcing them into mistakes and. We just looked like, we didn't look like a side that hasn't won in, uh, well, I, I say hasn't won in, um, I was going to say a number of games then, cause, but that's not true, we beat Man United. But basically what I'm trying to get at is we didn't look like a side that's sitting 17th at the moment. We really took the games of Chelsea to start with, didn't we? Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, up until obviously the, the incident happens, which I'm sure we'll discuss uh, brief, briefly in a minute, um, yeah. Watford were Watford were absolutely all over Chelsea. Our pressing, um, our work rate was just far, far superior to, to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to stop here because Watford have been drawn um, in the FA Cup third round and we are oh, away to I'm not too pleased. City. To who? Uh, Watford away to Leicester City in the FA Cup third oh, round. Oh, what? what? <laughs> Obviously, we just played them. Oh, I just man. hope it doesn't I... snow this time. I, I I just I mean a little part of me is like because Leicester and it's local, but at the same time we we already played them three times this season. We don't do well at Leicester, so that's just confirmed out the third round of the FA Cup. <laughs> Thanks for the memories, FA Cup. Yeah. It's a bit underwhelming. And Leicester will want to go for that as well, won't they? I mean, they obviously won the FA Cup well, last year as well. James, they're the, they're the reigning holders. Yeah. Well, they're the holders of the, the, the FA Cup. So, if we can knock them out, that's even better. But, um, yeah, a little bit disappointed. But sorry, James, as you were. We, we, <laughs> we, were, we were looking a better side up until the incident, which, yeah, we, we will discuss. But um, we, we really looked like a team that was hungry to... We, we weren't just going to sit there and, and, and let Chelsea walk all over us, basically. We, we were going to say, look, we're not going down without a fight. We're taking the game to you. We're going to rough you up and you're not going to like it one bit. It was absolutely fantastic. As, as I was saying, you know, the work rate, the, the pressing from Watford was, was fantastic. Um, Musa Sissoko, Tom Cleverley, Imran Luzer, that midfield three that, you know, are you know, our best midfield three at the moment. We're working so, so hard to, to win the ball back. And obviously, on the counter-attack, we've got Dennis, uh, King, Pedro, who all have pace, all have skill, all have ability. Um, and Chelsea looked, they looked, they, they were frightened, really. I don't think they, they expected it from Watford. The atmosphere was fantastic in the Vic as well. So, all round, first first 15 minutes was, was a fantastic start for us. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and we, we are, we, you probably picked up a couple of times we, we've said 
you know, the first 15 minutes and, you know, people might be thinking, well, why are they only mentioning the f- up until the first 15 minutes? So, um, unfortunately, um, to the referee by a couple of the players, I, I think, I want to get this correct, I'm pretty sure that it was Marcus Alonso was actually the one that spotted um, the, the, the crowd. Um, there was, unfortunately, a gentleman who we now know he goes by the name of Larry Brooks, who uh, who did suffer a, a cardiac arrest in the upper Graham Taylor. Um, and, the, you know, the, the stewards were alerted. Uh, I believe there's a gentleman there performing CPR. The, they were then alerted on the pitch. Um, David Coop made the decision to take the players off the field. And the players then said, we don't want to come back on until we know that. Mr. Brooks, he's absolutely fine. Um, I mean, uh, James, you actually sit in the, the upper ground sailor, so I know you, you would have been quite close. Was it? Um, was the response of the the medics? Uh, was it? Was it a quick response? Were they, you know, fast with with their sort of approach with it all? Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a fantastic response by by everyone involved. Obviously, the players um, alerting the referee, the fans. Um, immediately around Larry were obviously, uh, you know, trying trying to signal to, to the linesman, to the ref, that, that there was something um, happening. And it was literally probably about 15, 20 seats to, to the right of me. So I was quite close to, to where it happened. The, the, the problem was, um, because it was the upper Graham Taylor, the, the club medics, uh, the Chelsea medics and the Watford medics obviously, obviously come over to try and help. Um, but it took them a little little bit of time to obviously find their way up the stairs and, and get to them. But that probably took um, a minute and a half, two minutes, if that. Um, and yeah. luckily for, for Larry, there was apparently there was two doctors who were sitting very, very close to him. Um, and obviously, as Mike mentioned, they, they started performing CPR um, immediately. Um, and obviously that's, um, you know, Larry is, is ultimately still here today because of the quick actions of, of everyone involved. So from everyone here, um, at Voice of the Vic and Watford fans, Chelsea fans and all football fans in general, we wish Larry um, very, very speedy recovery. Yeah, and we, the, the great news has come come out that he he, well, he is stable and I haven't seen an update in, in recent days, but um, the, 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 the news coming out of it was that he was stable and he was well in, in, the, uh, in Watford General Hospital. So, so lucky to be right next door to the hospital as well. Um, which is you know brilliant, and uh, yeah, I, I believe he was he was up talking about the football, and he was he was keen to talk about the football when he when he come round again. So um, he, he sounds like a right fighter and a trooper. So um, you know, if anyone that knows Larry or his friends or family that listens, we we really do wish wish him the very best, and we're sending our love massively. Um, but the, the players did come back out um, eventually after David Coote was, you know, told of the, the news of that Larry was, was stable and, and everything. So we were able to carry on. Um, there, there might have been, you know, an opportunity. We don't know what the players were doing, whether they went into changing rooms, whether managers had the, took, took the time to sort of speak to the players. And, you know, maybe there was... The, obviously, the high pressing that we, we saw from Watford so early on, you thought, will that continue? Now there's been a stoppage in play. I think the players warmed up again for five minutes. Um, would we see a, a same approach from Watford? Would Chelsea wisen up to it? But, Ben, I, I think we, we saw pretty much the same. 
We were still pressing. Chelsea still didn't look at the races whatsoever. And, and we were looking good value. And it, it was really, really confidence. Well, it, it was really, really good for the, the confidence of the Watford fans watching, I thought, because it shows that we're not afraid to go up uh, head-to-head, face-to-face with these sort of teams. And we can cause some problems. And you can really, really see what Ranier is trying to do with the current squad, can't you? Hundred percent. All of this is down to Claudio Ranieri. He's brought belief and faith back into a Watford faithful. Um, mm. I was just thinking when you was just speaking before um, Ranieri came, we had Cisco, where a lot of fans felt we had we had no hope, we had no belief, we had no identity, we had no hope at all staying up in this division. Claudio Ranieri's came in. He's got the football club. He's got the players playing for the shirt. He's is it given us a style of play. He's given us an identity. We're aggressive. We're hard to play against. We attack quickly. Um, and it's just really enjoyable watching Watford again, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's bums off seats. Yes, we're leaking goals up the other end still. Um, but going forward, we look fantastic. And once Jan- January comes, and I, I know we're going to dip into a market and look to bring in that left-back that we need or the centre-back that we need, once that all comes in, you'll see Watford just flourish even more than what we're doing at the moment. Ever since the Manchester United game, the belief that came at Vicarage Road, like we smelt blood when Manchester United came to town and we, we the fans helped Watford win so convincingly that day. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of carried on to the Chelsea game where it was under the lights. Watford fans love playing under the lights at Vicarage Road. There's a bit of, there's like magic in the air whenever that happens. And to see Watford start so quickly out with blocks as well, we, we weren't scared of Chelsea. We saw how we was in their face again and saw how com- how much confidence that we had. Even off the back of a 4-2 defeat at Leicester, we, we just turned up and we had belief and faith and confidence. And that's what Claudio Ranieri is re- um, injected into his Watford side. Um, so it all goes down to uh, King Claudio at the moment. Um, it's refreshing to have a manager like him with tactics and a plan B. Like, for example, like he knows things aren't going right at Leicester. What's he do? Make two substitutions because he knows he needs to be proactive. He knows he's in a losing position. We need to change it. Same again from a Manchester City game. Half-time arrives, we're losing the game. What's he thinking? Proactive. Let's try and change the game. Let's try and chase it. Let's try and get back into the game. We, had, we didn't have that under Cisco. Um, so it's just refreshing to have a manager who thinks like this. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we, we really were pushing Chelsea, but, you know, it's all well and good pushing them and pressing them, but you, you have to take the opportunities. Chelsea only needed one shot in one shot on target in the whole of the first half, and they took it, and they took the lead. Um, they made some mount with a goal, 29 minutes in, really, really against the run of play. Uh, it, I'll be honest, it did not the wind out my sails a little bit. You know, Chelsea... Scoring, they're not known for leaking goals. They'd only conceded five up until um, up until we'd played them. I think that was the first goal they'd conceded in open play this that season. Uh, this season, sorry. Um, so I was really, you know, you know, for all the hard work that we'd put in, and then Chelsea score against the run of play. Uh, it was really, really disappointing. But but, um, but James, sorry. The man, the main man just keeps providing. <laughs> Emmanuel Dennis, 43 minutes on the clock, weaves his way out of in and out of a couple of players. 
and just perfectly placed it past Edwin Mendy. And it was a brilliant goal. And yet again, another brilliant performance from that star man, Emmanuel Dennis. He's, he's brilliant. And I, he, he was superb that game, wasn't he? And, and well worth his, his goal for Watford. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so worried that he's going to get called up for Nigeria for the African Cup of Nations. Obviously, um, we're, we're without Saar already. And I feel that Emmanuel Dennis has, has kind of taken it upon himself to to kind of fill the void that, that Saar's left by by being out injured. Mm. And my word, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. The, the actual shot took a slight deflection. But as I always say, you don't shoot, you don't score. He had a shot from a dangerous position um, and, yeah, Mendy couldn't stop it. You know, ball dribbled in into the far corner and, you know, Watford deservedly at that point um, drew level just before half-time and was a fantastic time to get the goal as well, obviously after um, playing so well at the beginning, then obviously um, the incident, which which was quite sad and scary. And then, then we obviously scored the equaliser. So it's a bit of a range of emotions for, for everyone in the ground that day. Um, but yeah, fantastic goal from, from Dennis. Six this season so far, I believe, for him now as well. Um, and yeah, hopefully he, he just keeps on performing. Yeah, and that, um, that was the first time that a Watford player had scored in three consecutive games in the Premier League since Troy Deeney. Um, so I, that, that's quite some stat, you know, he's, he's going after it. And again, he, he continues to, to score goals in the Premier League and he continues to, um, you know, keep pushing the, 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 the players that are above him in the golden boot race. So who, who knows? But as you say, hopefully uh, Nigeria don't call him up. I mean, they'd be stupid not to. But, well, apparently oh, there apparently there's some issue between Dennis and and the current Nigerian coach. Apparently they don't get on that well. So I'm hoping. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I'm hoping Even that will play a part in in him not being called up because the funny thing is, obviously Odi Nagalo has has just recently been called up back to Nigeria, um, mm. and Nagalo is not playing in in a top league in, in Europe yet. Emmanuel Dennis is performing so so well in the Premier League, and he can't get a sniff. So. Apparently, there is something going on there between Dennis and, and the coach. We'll just have to kind of watch watch that situation. Well, long mate, continue. That's what I would say. <laughs> um, I'd say a Nigerian striker that is playing well at the moment is Isaac Success. Him and uh, him and Delafeu actually linked up tonight as we speak uh, to score a brilliant goal. And uh, Success has actually been making making uh, use of his uh, use of his appearances for Udinese. So hopefully. He, uh, he picks Isaac's success instead. That would be a, a, a blessing in disguise, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, heading into the break, right before half-time, 1-1. Deserved, in my eyes and in the eyes of every other Watford fan that watched. You know, I added a Chelsea fan message me who I'm mates with. And even he says, oh, you're absolutely battering us. Um, going into the second half, I thought, why, why can't we go and, go and win? And... You know, they were bringing the big boys on. Uh, that Saul got substituted. He's possibly had um, possibly had one of the worst performances I've seen at the Vic in, in quite some time. Uh, he got dragged at half-time. Tre- Trevor Chalaber got dragged for uh, Ziyech. And then um, Romelu Lukaku come on for uh, Azpilicueta. So they were really, really going for it. And unfortunately for us, it ended up being Ziyech, the one to score the winner. Now... I've seen this. This question sort of divided the room a little bit on Twitter. I've seen sort of both sides of it. James, in your opinion, yeah. should Dan Backman have saved Ziyech's goal? Or 
are people being too harsh on him? Um, well, I'm, I'm actually just watching it back on on YouTube now because I, I had a feeling you you would mention it. Um, you know, <laughs> I... watching it watching it back in real time as the goal happened. I mm. obviously Backman. It it looks it looks like he should do better, but the amount of power that ZH gets on the shot, you know, right in, into the top of the net, um, is in the is in the back of the net within within like half a second. I, you know, Backman. You know, of course, you, you can say a goalkeeper can do better. You know, he could have palmed it out. Whatever you want to say, um, but I, I, I think in that instance, it's just people, you know, trying to you know trying to have a go at Backman again just because they feel like it. I, I, I just think watching back the goal. Now, um, yeah, I, I honestly think he, he couldn't have done much more, to be honest. And Ben, do, do your thoughts differ on that? Do you think, yeah, absolutely, he should have saved it? Or uh, do, are you in agreement with James? Do you think people have been too harsh? I think when you slow it down and you, you see that it's kind of gone through Batman, people are mm-hmm. quickly to judge, oh, he should have saved that. But with a power and pace and a quality of Z actually struck, struck that ball, before he knows it, he's in the back of a net. I don't think a top-class goalkeeper would say that. Um, the power of it, it was past him within, like James says, half a second, even probably half, even less of a second. Um, so, yeah, you can't you can't really save those. Um, so, yeah, mm. I'm not really blaming Batman for that. Again, he made good saves at Chelsea as well, so he's slowly building it with confidence as well. But, yeah, he, he's definitely not to fault with that um, goal. That makes three of us because I don't think he should have saved it as well. Yeah, as you all said, you know, slow it down, watch it at whatever angle you want. But it, it looks like he, it's sort of going through him. But the, the power and the velocity of the shot and the distance of how far away he is from the shot, you're never saving those. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that did unfortunately prove to be the winning goal for Chelsea. Uh, really, really disappointing uh, not performance, uh, definitely not. Disappointing result, you know. I think in the end, you know, the fact that we've come out there feeling really hard done by, sort of illustrates how well Ranieri has got these like fighting. And and Ben again, it just comes down. We don't want to sound like bro- broken records, but it just comes down to the defence. Like <laughs> in terms of going forward and pressing, everything's all good in that area. But we just cannot seem to make it click at the back. And I actually think that Trooster Kong, I'm, I'm probably going to get slated for this, but I think he was trying too hard. That's why he got himself booked, which that was yeah. never a yellow card. You, ever, you, ever, ever. You could tell in the Chelsea game, it looked like he was trying too hard. Um, uh-huh. It's like reaction to his yellow card. He was lucky not to get a second yellow card. I've seen referees... Yeah. dishing out a second yellow for that because he was in his face he was shouting it was just like get him away but then he was kind of shoulder barged Pulisic into the advertising boardings in the second half as well and I was just thinking just take him off it is a walking red card um, but luckily he kind of kept his cool but yeah totally agree he was trying too hard I think obviously football players see the criticism that they get and maybe he was like right I, I need to try a bit harder I know footballers try anyway but he was trying to be a bit more physical or see if that would work to improve his game. But I think he was probably to blame for the first goal as well, to be fair, for Chelsea. That little ball over the top um, yeah. to find um, Alonso, it kind, he kind of lost his man, didn't he? Uh, Truce Econ, then it was just too much for him to recover and it was in the back of the net for a Mason Mount. But yeah, definitely a case of trying too hard and it's not, pulling, um, not coming off. Yeah. 
No, definitely. And like I say, you know, disappointed to come out of that one losing because we, we definitely deserve the point. I think Chichel said that's the worst he's seen Chelsea play. Uh, that was before they then went and lost 3-2 to West Ham. So whether his thoughts have changed again, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, really disappointed. And I... I think I tweeted there um, after the game. I feel really hard done by after that. That, that just shows how well we beat, we we did that game. Uh, you know, going into Chelsea, really, we should have no right to be thinking, "Oh God, I, I can't believe we 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 lost that." Like the last few years when we've been in the Prem, um, we we do tend to beat a top six sides pretty much every season, uh, or, or the one of the so called big six, I should say. Because uh, some of those big six don't necessarily finish in the top six anymore. Uh, we haven't done that <laughs> this season. Or... <laughs> Arsenal, <clears throat> Man U, <clears throat> everyone else. <laughs> um, no, um, we have already done that this season in the in the form of Man U. But um, yeah, like we we do tend to struggle against, generally speaking, against the big six, other than the you know the the odd few that we do beat. But um, yeah, felt really hard done by with that and. You know, especially because we knew that coming up was Man City. Man City had played Aston Villa and, and I think they were on the same night as us. Uh, a few Villa fans I spoke to says, you know, we were actually all right against Man City. And I thought, it sort of got me thinking. And James, I, I don't know if you felt the same going into Man City. Because it was such a spirited performance against Chelsea, I was sort of... <sighs> Can I call it daring to dream? Like I didn't <laughs> listen. This is this is terrible. I didn't think we were gonna go out and beat Man City. Like Christ alive, they're they're like really, really like top tier, top class. Um, but I just thought that we can make a good fist of this and we can really give it a good go. What what was you thinking going in when on that Saturday? Half it's about to turn half five. What are your thoughts going into that game? Uh Okay, so taking it back to when we played Man United, uh, I was yeah. very, very confident. Now, going back to half-five on the Saturday to play Man City, uh, I was I was not confident. I was, I, I kind of already, you know, before the game, I'd already recited myself to, to you know, like a 5 6 nil loss. I just think with Man City, you know, ever since we've, we've come back to the Premier League, um, when we got promoted back in 15-16, back in I've just... They're just our bogey team, aren't they? We just can't seem to get anything against them. We've beat Man United, we've beat Tottenham, we've beat Arsenal, uh, we've beat Chelsea, but we just can't seem to beat uh, Manchester City. And, and you know, I, I think that's fair because you know they should be beating us every time we play them with with the quality of player that they've got. But you know, as fans going into the game, it is very very frustrating when you already know you're you're not really going to get anything. And to be honest, you know, looking at the performance after the game. Um, you know, I, I was quite right not not to go into the game that confident. Yeah, and it, it's always going to be tough. Obviously, you know, Man City, a Man City. Ben, I, I know you've got to shoot in a minute now, so I'll ask you this uh, departing question. Um, and you're, you're a lucky boy that you don't have to sit and talk about the, the Man City defeat. But um, <laughs> going into the game, obviously, James has just summed up. I was feeling that. Well, was you confident that it wasn't going to be another drubbing? Or did you think, yes, we've been playing really well recently, but I still see nothing past the 4 or 5 nil. Especially knowing the fact that Ranieri had faced Man City nine times in 
his career, I think it's known times, uh, and he hadn't lost any of them? Or was that just a bit of a nonsense that you still thought something else? Yeah, a little bit of hope was there, seeing that Ranieri's um, he's won nine out of the last times he's faced uh, Manchester City. So you kind of had a bit of faith of that. Uh, look, the, the performance against Chelsea gave me a little bit of confidence going into the Man City game. It's like if we could start the same way, like get out of the blocks and be in their face, be aggressive, and then anything can happen. Um but deep down, I knew it was Manchester City. They spend X amount on players. They just spent £100 million on one player in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. Watford aren't in the same league as Manchester City. I think from the starting lineup, about five or six of the starting lineup for Watford were free transfers um, compared to Manchester City, where they're probably close to like a billion pounds for that squad. So realistically, you just knew that we wasn't going to be anywhere near a standard where we could compete with Manchester City, especially with our back line, where we've all talked about it before. We all know that it's not good enough for this level. We all want signings to come in to make it stronger. But when you just saw the starting lineup of Manchester City, it's like a big gulp, isn't it? It's like, (laughs) um, (laughs) we're in for a long ride. (laughs) Absolutely. I I think you've summed it up. Look at the the, the depths of talent. Well, that's the difference of talent and the, the money spent. You know, Jack Grealish there, all, although, yes, he, he probably missed three or four chances on, on Saturday night. Um, he cost £100 million and, yeah, it, it just goes to show how leagues above they are. You know, we, we just can never, ever compete with them. And he didn't get off to a good start. It really, really didn't. Um, James, it is just me and you now, but... Um, he didn't get off to a good start at all. You know, we, you, we're we probably going into a game like that thinking, well, if we could maybe start like we did against Chelsea and sort of keep them at arm's length a little bit and, you know, keep the score to nil-nil, then we, we might do well. And, you know, we, we all know what happened the last time we started conceding early doors to Man City. You know, we ended up conceding eight. Four minutes on the clock, they then went and um, Sterling went and scored. And um, a man by the name of Daniel Rose has got a bit of stick for his performance. He hasn't cert- he certainly hasn't helped himself with that. But uh, yeah, what was you thinking when that goal went in four minutes in? Was you thinking, right, time to get the abacus out because this is a uh, this this is going to be a long afternoon at the Vic. Well, the the thing was, Mike, about a minute before that, Laporte had just had. Um, a header cleared off the line by João Pedro. So already, yes. uh, you know, four minutes into the game, that they've had two really, really good opportunities to to go ahead. Um, obviously, Pedro cleared that one off the line, but then Sterling, as you say, um, you know, again, one of the easiest goals is is probably ever going to score. I think we're we're apparently Raheem Sterling's favourite opponent to to play against as well in terms of goals scored um, against us. So obviously, Raheem Sterling loves loves coming down to Vicarage Road. Um, it was just it was just a poor goal. It's just not what we needed, um, you know, four minutes into the game. Raheem Sterling, as you say, was Danny Rose's man. Uh, you know, Raheem Sterling has loads and loads of pace. Danny Rose doesn't. He lost him. Um, Rose was ball watching. Sterling free header, one nil Man City. And I think I think with that, it's just it's frustrating because you want to hold on and, and be in the game for, for as long as possible and you know, half the crowd hadn't even sat down yet and, and we'd already conceded a goal. So I think for Watford, 
Um, you know, they've got a championship defence, Premier League attack. That's what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think you're far off there, to be honest. I just, I just wanted to, to make a point regarding Danny Rose, right? And I was going to make this on my personal Twitter account, but I thought against it because I thought I'll definitely have people come back at me and I just couldn't be asked to, to be arguing because, you know, after all, I was stuck in virtual hell in Birmingham trying to get a train back and the last thing I need trying to get on trains etc is, is to be arguing and sort of trying to make points on Twitter listen we we do a podcast we speak about players performance all the time we're no strangers to digging a player out and saying look this player was shit this player was shit you know Christ I, I, we've done it over the course of the podcast since we've been going and I've not got a problem with people calling out players if they've been crap, but I really haven't. You know, you, you're entitled to your opinion as a football... Well, you're entitled to, to your opinion full stop, but, you know, watching the team, you are going to have opinions on, on how players are playing. Not a problem with the criticism of Danny Rose's performances. What I don't like is the comments that allude to his weight. Now, the only reason is... It is well documented that he has had his mental health struggles and that has you know, contributed to the fact that he has come into Watford overweight, um, which I'm sure, you know, he knows and I'm sure he is trying to to work on that and his fitness is letting him down, which ultimately will sort of have a say in his performances. But I, I, some comments I've seen on Twitter, not, not loads, but some comments alluding to, you know, the, the fact of his, his weight and just solely focusing on his weight and taking the mickey out of him uh, just doesn't sit right with me whatsoever. So I just wanted to clear that up. Like, Not a problem if you want to say Danny Rose was shit or Danny Rose needs to do better, but in terms of sort of digging him out for his weight, just because, you know, it, it's it's linked to quite well-documented mental health struggles is why he's struggled with his weight as a, you know, as a professional athlete. So that just doesn't sit right with me, the fact that people you know, feel the need to, to make a comment knowing full well of the struggles he's been through and hence the reason why he's there. But um, that's just a little uh, a grumble that I had and uh, I, I wanted to share it on Saturday. But like I say, I, I, that was the last thing I needed to be doing was trying to get a train back. But yeah, as you say, four minutes in, not great. Not a great start at all against uh, Man City because, as I said, you know, I'm sure it was, a, you know, probably about the same time that we conceded that um, when we lost 8-0 to them. So, to, to do that again, there was maybe a sense of deja vu. As you say, uh, there was a chance cleared off the line as well by Joel Pedro. I think Jack Grealish had a free header. Again, I think he was Danny Rose's man. Um, and he's just let him go. And Grealish has had the freedom of Vicarage Road's penalty box. But luckily, he's put it straight down the throat of, um, of Dan Backman. Uh, and then Bernardo Silva, doing what Bernardo Silva's been doing the last few games, uh, making it 2-0 uh, to Man City, heading into the break. So three goals in his last two for Man City and seven for the season now in total because he then did score again in the second half. But James, going into the break 2-0 down, are, are you still thinking, please, just it's, it, is it damage limitation at this point? Or do you think, no, we can still get at them. What are you thinking at half-time? 
Uh, no, absolutely damage limitation. You know, I think if you, if you look at the stats for the game overall, the possession was, um, you know, twenty percent to Watford, eighty percent to, to Manchester City, uh, which is which is crazy. It's it's crazy stats. I think they had eight hundred and fifty passes. Watford had two hundred. It's just total. Um, it was total domination from them. And I think all what fans wanted was just um, to not get absolutely spanked. And that's exactly what I wanted at half time. Know, keep that goal difference down because you know the last few times in, in the Premier League, you know sometimes it can come, come down to a point, come down to goal difference, um, and and you really want to try and limit uh, how how many goals they're going to score. And ultimately, we did do that, which I'm very very happy about. We only lost um, by, by by two goals. It was three one to Man City in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just going into the second half, obviously uh, Ranieri made made a couple of substitutions, uh, positive substitutions as well, which is really really good to see. Um, and yeah, you know, second half definitely much more positive than, than the first half. But but yeah, I, I, as I've said numerous times, pure purely damage limitation for me. Yeah, and second half we actually drew one one. So there's a there's a little silver lining you can take out of that. Absolutely, uh, it always makes you laugh when people say that. I, obviously, I've just said it, but everyone should know that I'm joking. Um, the team we my Saturday team beat a team five two couple of weeks ago and uh, I heard one of their players coming off the pitch saying yeah but technically we drew 1-1 with them in the second half um, and <laughs> yeah hilarious. that did make me laugh I'm right right okay mate you know you did just lose 5-2 but hey ho um, your team's doing it right at the moment actually they're, they're climbing up the table aren't they we are yeah we're slowly climbing up now we, we're up to fifth there was a there was a draw um, in the on Saturday for a team above us which means that they at one stage we were fourth and we were waiting for that result to come in and they drew so it meant that we went back down to fifth but yeah three wins in a row and another winnable game this Saturday and also my um, the Christmas do for the lads as well so uh, that'll be an interesting night to say the least um, but yeah um, as you said you know substitutions Tom Cleverley coming off Kushka coming on uh, Imran Loser coming off and Kushka Cucho uh, coming on. I just want to. I just want to touch on Bernardo Silva's goal. I listen. There, there was that whole debate about Mo Salah's goal at Vicarage Road and fans applauding it, etc. And you know, I said I'd never applaud an opposition's goal. Um, but I must say, hats off to Bernardo Silva. That was some finish. Dan Batman was never getting that um, right in the corner. Like no way, Jose. Um, should he have had the space and time to do it? Probably not, but he took it well, and that's what world class players do. Like you know, he's he, he's at the moment on form. I think he's probably the best Portuguese player um, on form at the moment, um, even above Cristiano Ronaldo. So yeah, that might get a bit of stick, but I don't care. Um, but yeah, the um, the introduction of Cucho. Hernandez was a real positive one. Um, he took his goal well, you know, he hit the post originally and then still followed it up um, and, and then sort of scrambled the rebound in. Ben actually tweeted on the podcast account, James. I don't know if you've seen it. and I'm going to raise a question to you now. Yes. Would you start Cucho going into Friday's game against Brentford or do you think he's more of an impact sub? It's, it's a really, really difficult one. Um, mm. You know, we've, we've got so many good 
forward players. You've got to think who we've got available currently, right? You've got João Pedro, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Dennis, uh, Joshua King. Um, am I missing someone there? <laughs> Uh, no, no, because the rest of them are really injured. <laughs> I suppose Sars injured. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to reel off a big list there, but but just realised that that quite a few are injured. Um, mm. Would I start him against Brentford? I think you know, just basing it off his performance against Manchester City, yes, I would. Um, you know, mm. he, he nearly set up Joshua King to to score a second for Watford. Joshua King really unlucky with that opportunity as well. Um, would I start him? Probably. Not. I just think mm-hmm. that, you know, with his pace, uh, with his low centre of gravity, you know, you've got to think defenders tire towards the end of games. I, I just think that he, he could be a real impact sub for Watford. So for now, um, I, I'd, I'd look to bring him off the bench if needed. Um, mm-hmm. But if he keeps performing in these little cameos like he is at the moment, you know, Leicester, he had a really, really decent game as well. Um, yeah. you know, he, he, is, he is pushing for, for a starting spot. Absolutely. And, you know, he, we've... We've been waiting so long to see him and he's finally here now and feel a bit sorry for the guy. You know, he's only had um, he's only had bit part performances. I think he got 90 minutes against in his first two games under Claudio Ranieri. So he obviously liked what he saw. Um, he got he actually got 90 minutes against Leicester, James. So, oh, did uh, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just looking at it now. So I've played so many. Yeah. I've played three games in the past week. I, I do apologise. Yeah, exactly. No, I'll let you off. It's all right, mate. Uh, but yeah, so much promise. You know, we were really looking forward to seeing him, um, and it's not quite gone to plan for him as of yet. You know, uh, so hopefully he can sort of fight his way into that starting eleven um, real soon. But James, uh, you know, a three-one defeat to Man City—it uh, feels weird saying this. On a whole, there's definitely positive to come out of those last two games. We've come in. We've come out of it. With a goal difference, um, of, excuse me, of minus three. Yes. Um, so against Man City and Chelsea at home, like that is absolutely superb in my eyes. Um, well, well, two two of the best teams in, in England, two of the best teams yeah. in the world, and you know we we gave Chelsea a really really good battle, and ultimately you know we we limited Manchester City to to just three goals and. As, as 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 you say, I'm I'm very very happy with that, and I'm sure you'll you'll discuss the the fixtures coming up in just a moment. You know those those oh, the yeah. fixtures that 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 we should be looking to get points from. Not not Chelsea, not Man City. If we got points from them, yes, it would have been a fantastic uh, bonus. But but the fixtures we, we've got coming up is is what Watford you know really need to really need to focus on. Absolutely, and I, I'm going to talk about those right now because. I think Claudio Ranieri said it in a, in a post-match interview, our season starts now, effectively. We have somehow kept our head above water. We are still 17th after that run of dreadful, dreadful games. That run of games being Arsenal, Man U, Leicester, Chelsea, Man City. And we managed to get three points out of them. And I think some people would have looked at that run and thought we'd have got no points. You so, called it as well. So, you said you, you said we got a positive result against, against United and, and it happened. I did. I did also say I thought we could have got something against Arsenal and Leicester, uh, but I mean, really, they—I know the Leicester game was quite um, sort of a hefty-looking scoreline, but I don't think the performances were that few and far between. And then the Arsenal game um, at the back, we looked solid, but going forwards, um, you know, we, we just didn't look sort of sharp at all, which is weird to think because it's been the other way around usually what we're talking about. But yeah. Um, 
you know, that that run of tough games, I think we're just glad that we're still in 17th. And, you know, I think, is it only three points off the bottom? That's the worrying thing. Um, But also as well, if you sort of spin it on its head, you know, six points, only six points off 11th. um, And, you know, we, we, we do need to start. We could really do with Everton losing again tonight. You know, Everton have got um, 15 points. If they draw, then we're three points behind the likes of Leeds, Southampton, Everton, Palace. Um, so we really need to start. Norwich have started picking points. up points as well under Dean Smith, haven't they? That's That's been a I really they would. to them. I knew they would. I, I thought they'd give Tottenham more of a game. Yes, I know I've just said that. I thought Norwich would give Tottenham more of a game, but Tottenham are so unpredictable at the moment, I really can't call it with them. But as you said, James, the next run of fixtures, I'll just run through the next um, the next four. Let's go with the next four. So we've got Brentford on Friday night under the lights at the Brentford Community Stadium. Brentford, who, by the way, are without Ivan Tony because he's got COVID, and Sergi Canos. Uh, so, two real flair players for, for Brentford. And, um, yeah, sort of big loss for, for, for Brentford. So, hopefully, we can sort of make advantage of that. And um, Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home, and then Wolves away on Boxing Day. So, this this is where it starts, isn't it, James? The, the season, we've, we've got to be looking... I would say, out of those next four games, the one I'm more worried about is Wolves. Like, Wolves are, are really, really, like, they're, they're really good at, at the moment. Like, they batter teams. and Yeah, I mean, where are they in the yeah. table? They're up to, what, seventh, eighth at the moment? I mean, they're doing yeah. very, very well. But out of those next three games, I, I, would, I would be looking seven points. What about yourself? So you've got Brentford, you've got Burnley, you've got Crystal Palace, then obviously we've got Wolves. Yeah. So that's 12 possible points there. I'd uh-huh. be looking to take 10. 10? Yeah. Okay. You know, three wins and a loss. You know, I think Burnley are so, so bad at the moment. Um, <laughs> Palace, <laughs> Palace are, are unpredictable. Obviously, we've got the return of Will Hughes to, to Vicarage Road, which will be quite fun. Um, mm. And Brentford obviously got promoted with us, so there's there's quite a mix there for for Watford to face. I, I'd I'd like to you know win two, draw one, if possible, win three. Um, I'm not expecting us to to win all of them, as you say. I think Wolves are are really really good at the moment, performing well. Jimenez is scoring goals as well. Um, so yeah, you know, ten points for me. I, I'd, I'd be looking to get. I'm being optimistic there. Yeah, that that is quite some some shout. That ten points, I think. I think seven points. We 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 need to listen. We need to be picking up points regardless now. We 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 can't use the excuse of oh, but we've had a really tough run of games. Like this is make or break now for for us, and I really don't want to go back down. I know there's still, you know, we, we're not quite halfway in the season. Uh, I, I think the um, I think the West Ham game or the Tottenham game will indicate that we're uh, we're halfway. I believe. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I just couldn't deal with coming back up for one season and going back down. Like I just couldn't deal with it, and I'm sick of mates telling me, "Oh, Watford are going to go straight back down." I'm sick of it. I really, really am. 
So hopefully we can we can suss the, the, the sort of doubters there. But I'm really, really, you know, um, really looking forward to, to Friday night now, a game where we, we can be realistic um, in, in terms of what we can expect and hopefully see a performance that that's well see a result that's matched by the performance because you know we we were largely the better team against Chelsea but we couldn't have the result to match um we were you know I thought we matched Leicester in certain stages but again the the result wasn't to match so we've got some games now where if we perform like we have done in those games then we will get a result we will get a positive result 100% so uh, fingers crossed that is the case. Uh, I, I just, um, yeah, I, I just really hope we we start picking up some points. I really, really do. But I think I think it's good as well that that we've got. You know, I I wouldn't really want to be playing Leicester City, United, Chelsea. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be playing them. You know, the last five games of the season. We've we've got them out of the way now. We can focus on you know the games that that we should be competing in. Um, and I just hope that we can take the performance levels we saw against United, we saw against Chelsea. I hope we can replicate that, um, you know, starting starting with Brentford on, on Friday. Because if we don't, um, you know, it will be so, so disappointing. Yeah. Not to worry you too much, but the last two games of the season at Leicester at home and Chelsea away. So, uh, uh, <laughs> hopefully, it's not going down <laughs> to the last day like it was the other year. Uh, but then, but then look, look before that, we've got Palace away, 7th of May, Burnley at home, yeah, Burnley at home, Brentford at home, Leeds at home. So, yeah, absolutely. Some winnable, winnable games. But um, thanks for, for joining us on Voices of the Vic again. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. It's uh, it's just been a nice, relaxed chat about Chelsea and Man City. Nothing too in-depth and... Yeah, it's it, it, we we we're really enjoying these at the moment. Um, we we really really are, and as it's Christmas time, you've seen that the 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 podcast logo has changed back to our Christmas hat Christmas hat version of the the logo, and <laughs> um, there'll soon be details about our Christmas special episode. Uh, James did join us for our Christmas episode. Um, well, sort of. I think that's when you was having power cuts, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that day very, very last well. Year. Yeah. So, hopefully this time round, there's no power cuts for, uh, for James in Hemel <laughs> And uh, we can, uh, the three of us can do a Christmas special. But there'll be some news on the Christmas special for Voices of the Vic uh, in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, we, we're hopefully going to go bigger and better than we did last year. Uh, it's going to be a visual one as well. So uh, we, I, I do, I do look forward to those visuals, uh, and and hopefully as well, we're going to start doing a, a lot more visual work over the next sort of, well, for the rest of the season, really. Means you uh, get but, to do my beautiful face, Mike. <laughs> absolutely, mate. I, uh, I need to, I need to start actually doing my hair and and, and stuff, and not just <laughs> lounging about on on the sofa or the bed whilst recording them. So, yeah, um, but yeah, we we hope you've enjoyed this this chat and. Uh, from myself, Mike Duffy, from Ben Aiton and from James Batchelor. Thank you very much. We will speak to you next week. We don't know what day it will be because obviously we plan the Friday. So it's it could be the Saturday. I, well, I very much doubt it will be the Saturday because I, I'll be in Birmingham on my Christmas day for my football team. Um, so it could possibly be the Sunday or the Monday. We will release further information when we know ourselves 
but hopefully we're talking about uh, a, a positive performance again, like we have been, uh, and a positive result away at Brentford next week. So make sure you tune into that one. But till then, stay safe and come on, you horns. Podcast Network.